I'm Sherm Chester, and on this edition of the Seacoast Forum, I'm joined by my special guest, Roger Brown from the Union Leader and the NewHampshireFootballReport.com. Roger, how are you? I'm well, Sherm. Well, we've got a busy, busy show, but let's start off with a big congratulations, a championship. Congratulations to the Exeter Blue Hawk golf team. What a season. What a season. Uh, a dominating season, undefeated during the regular season. And then when they got to the tournament in Keene, well, they took charge, took charge. And uh, congratulations to Coach Beetle Bailey, uh, Coach McQueen, and all the players given a parade through downtown Exeter and and some recognition up on the bandstand yesterday. What a season. I mean, what what, what more can you say, Raj? I mean, going 27-0 and 0 in the regular season. Yeah, they were the favorite. Got it done. You know, I saw a lot of their uh, some of their or some of their top players over the summer on the junior tour, and uh, I think it's Joshua Johnston. I apologize if I got mm-hmm. his name wrong, but um, you know, he won the uh, the Mike Ryan Junior event at Derryfield, which is one of the I guess more prestigious junior tour events in New Hampshire. Um, so not not unexpected. You know, they uh, they were the favorites, but the favorites don't always prevail, but they did. So congrats. Uh, yeah, and, and a great end for Connor Allard. I know last year he uh, was ill and couldn't be part of the tournament. And uh, so this year he was a big factor in the tournament along with the rest of the team. And uh, congratulations. I mean, what what a what a way to go. What a way. And, and Coach Bailey knew, I think, at the beginning of the season, that he had a, a, a stacked deck, a loaded deck, or whatever you want to call it, of, of good players. So uh, they came through. That's all that matters. Yeah, sometimes it's it's harder or more disappointing when you do have that stacked deck and don't get it done. So, you know, you got mm-hmm. expectations and weight on your shoulders, and uh, uh, that that prevents some teams from reaching their goal. But uh, but this group managed to get it done. So good job by them. Yeah. A great job, and uh, looks like from having talked to Coach Bailey in the past, it, you know, it's, it's another one of those programs that that's just keeps rolling along. It keeps reloading itself every year, and uh, that's a good thing. Two out of three championships last year. If things had gone their way with the health uh, conditions, they might have made it three for three. And I hope that uh, they can keep that streak going for a long, long time. It was fun. We got to do a road trip to Exeter Country Club last season. And I'd like to go back up there and maybe get to talk to Coach Bailey and, and some of the players, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to doing that in the near future. But on the current state of affairs in the football world, things are getting kind of interesting. A lot of teams in uh, Division One are suffering some losses. That we, Well, for instance, the Blue Hawks lost to Bedford. Uh, was that a surprise to you? I would say a mild surprise, Sherm. Um, you know, I... Exeter being at home, uh, coming off a loss, and I had seen Bedford earlier in the year. They they played terrific defense, but they were in the first game they were pretty much dominated uh, defensively by National North. So I didn't think they'd be able to move the football very well against Exeter. But you know, you were there, you saw it. They they controlled it for almost an entire mm. quarter at one point. So couldn't have been more wrong about that. Um, well, it was just balance. I noticed that they they had balance of the running and the passing attack. I think everybody assumed they were going to pass a lot, but their their running attack uh, complemented it very nicely. And uh, 
Yeah, they did control the clock. Yeah, I think you hit it. They actually couldn't get them off the field. You know, they had uh, when they weren't running it, you know, they get them in third and 10 or fourth and 10. They were completing passes for first down. So uh, it was really one of those hats off the Bedford type games. You know, they played uh, about as well as anybody I've seen this year. Now, in the other uh, divisions, uh, were you surprised by Girton getting its first loss? No, I, I've, I've always thought Londonderry is the best team. Um, they work, you know, extremely hard in the offseason, those kids. And, uh, you know, I think they're the best. Um, uh, you know, Girton is very good. I'm not saying they couldn't beat them if there was a rematch, but um, I got to go with Londonderry until somebody shows me that they can beat them, you know, which I'm sure National North was undefeated at this, you know, when we're talking here, um, you know, would like a crack at them and they may be able to beat them. But again, Londonderry's proven it. Um, got a lot of the players back from when they won it last year, so they know how to get it done. So uh, to answer your question, I wasn't surprised that they beat BG, although I, I do think BG is very good. You, have you heard anything official uh, th- as far as the NHIA is concerned about how the playoffs uh, is? It'll be the uh, higher seed probably for the first round, but uh, where the where the finals will be or anything like that? No, that's a thorn in a lot of people's side. You know, they're, they're not going to play them at UNH. You know, a lot of people want them to go there. I think they're going to be at home sites and they'll probably wait to see who's in the championship game before they determine, you know, where those sites will be. You know, obviously if Exeter made it, they couldn't have it at Exeter and it wouldn't be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so we're basically back to 20 years ago when they're having them at home sites at the same time. So if you want to go see the division one and the division two game, you're out of luck as opposed to having them at UNH where you could see all the games. It was kind of like a celebration of high school football. Um, so, you know, a lot of people would like it to return to UNH, but that's not where we're at this year. We're at home sites. As home sites and TBA, depending on who gets what. Okay. I follow. Right. Right. The one thing that the uh, game against Bedford at halftime was a special celebration. It was the 25th anniversary of the 1997 championship Blue Hawk team. And uh, we had a bunch of the guys show up and be acknowledged during halftime. I'm going to read the names. It was Chris Bartell was there, Scotty Graham, Corey Pebbler, Jamie Soller, Mike Bresnahan, Alan Merriam, Nick Graham, Matt Larrabee, Justin York, Ben Hoyt, Rich Collins, Ian Voshin, Ian Winter, Russ Lafayette, Eric Paquette, A.J. Toby, James Roy, and Andy Moorcroft. And uh, the two Barbado brothers probably would have been there, but they were busy in a football contest against each other. <laughs> They're both head coaches, and they do an annual game against each other. So it just happened to be the night of this reunion. Another future show, I want to get together some of these guys from that 97 team and uh, talk about that game against Bishop Girton. And boy, would I like to see a rematch again against those guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, Sharon, but did, was that their first championship under Coach Ball, or did they win one the previous year? Uh, I think this was the first, yeah, yeah. As I, as I recall, this was really the team, yeah. or the class at least, the seniors that, you know, elevated Exeter to the top rung, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, in their division. And it's really just, uh, you know, built, uh, carried over, I guess I should say, 
even till today, you know, the, the program has sustained that excellence, so to speak. So in that way, uh, a lot of credit to this group, you know, they kind of uh, established or started the tradition and set the bar for future Exeter teams. You know, in my mind, I was, unfortunately, I'm old enough to remember covering these guys. <laughs> Same uh, here, kids. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember, you know, in 90, I think it was 95, they made the playoffs, but they weren't competitive. And then, you know, step forward in 96. Uh, and then, you know, breaking through this, that year, you know, so congrats to them. Good to see some of those guys. Like I said, they, They've aged gracefully. <laughs> Some of us, not so much. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, it was a long time ago. Sure. Hey, I'll tell you. And and that uh, team, uh, the assistant coaches that year, Bill Callahan, Paul Landry, Tom Blank, Tracy Cookish, Bruce McAllister, Carl Robertson, and Skip. Skip Swazinski. And uh, and at the time, the AD, you asked, uh, uh, the AD at the time was Cass Donovan, the, the very first championship for, for Coach Ball and uh, many many to come after that and uh we had a lot of a lot of great matchups again against bishop girton over the years and uh i'd like to see another one in another few weeks <laughs> hey whoever the opponent is right you'll just take it just get there yeah you know? just get there that's right game at a time well let's let's turn to the wildcats uh unh wildcats red hot they're four and oh in uh, the caa their next home game is against elon what about uh from what you've seen so far of the Wildcats, your impression of uh, players that are, are kind of sleepers that came out of nowhere and uh, some that, you know, you're kind of hoping that they'll turn the Jets on in the second half. Well, I think Dylan Ruiz, defensive end, who I think is leading the team in sacks, um, you know, is one of those guys who he was overshadowed coming into the year by Josiah Silver, the other defensive end, but Ruiz is kind of giving them bookend defensive ends and the Silver in the pass rush. Um, you could name a, a numerous receivers, but I'll go with the kid Joey Corcoran, who uh, went to school in Concord at the St. Paul's School. I don't know if they have a true mm -hmm. number one receiver, but so that's one guy on each side of the ball, you know, and I think in terms of somebody – who could have a stronger second half than they than the first half? I would go with another wide receiver, Brian Espinet, a senior. He can get it done, so he might be a guy who gets uh, gets the ball thrown to him more in the second half. Well, we got like you say a busy second half of their season uh, to come, and uh, we shall see. Let's go to the pros. Sam said a couple of weeks ago the two words when it came to the Patriots to watch out for: Bailey Zappi. What was your impression of the Bailey Zappi uh, debut? Well, I didn't think it was very good the previous week. You know, he was, uh, I guess I would say I was encouraged with how he played. And and I noticed that they have simplified the offense. I, I think a lot of that is by choice because you got Joe Judge is the quarterback's coach. So he's the one that's got Zappi under his wing. And uh, and so far, so good. I mean, you know, again, it uh, it's not totally his team, but the people, you know, that talked about him after the game, Gave him positive kudos, so we'll, we shall see. Uh, any surprises in the NFL so far for you? Oh, NFL. Uh, guess I'm a little surprised the Rams, you know, are playing better. Uh, but, you know, NFL, there's, geez, there's surprises every week, right? Crazy league, so yeah. What bothers me about, and, and I'll touch on it with baseball as well, is they've got so many networks 
with games now, you've got Apple, you've got Amazon, you've got, of course, the, the normal ones, NBC, uh, ESPN, and uh, Fox. But I mean, it's confusing where the games are, and and you got two games running concurrently, and and with baseball, it's a real hodgepodge, especially now that they're into the playoffs. Point I'm making is that I would like to see, like Major League Baseball. Let's get to that. They got too many channels. I know they got TBS, TNT, Fox, ESPN. I think Apple might have a game or two during this playoff run. At least have one station, like Major League Baseball Network, where they could do the red zone type thing. And when they get a game that's a dog, cut away. People wonder why baseball can't hold an audience. That's the problem. If you get a dog of a game, people are going to just change the channel and go somewhere else. So how about the two-minute drill? You got anything for me? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, some people may have heard, uh, you know, Alvern football program, uh, tragedy struck that program a couple of weeks ago. They had a couple uh, players, uh, one player pass away, I know of. Uh, two players were involved in an accident is what happened. And uh, just that there's been a great support within the New Hampshire high school football community to help the families uh, People have donated gate receipts and concessions and things like that to, uh, again, help offset whatever costs are, you know, are involved or help the families in any way they can. Um, and uh, I, I know other people have just contributed directly to the booster club or the, the athletic department. And, you know, if people are interested in doing that, I'm sure they could reach out to Alvern and get information on that, but it's just good to see, when hard times hit, you know, the the community come together, the football community come together and help out. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Well, my two-minute drill is uh, going from something serious to something silly. I don't know if you heard it on the news. I was dialing up uh, one of the morning shows the other day, and they had a big feature on Tom Brady. And now... Besides being a commentator when he gets off the field at some point, when he's 50 or 80 or whatever, uh, he's going to be a uh, big player in Major League Pickleball. Have you heard about that? I did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he and, uh, let's see, LeBron James and a bunch of people are investing in the Major League Pickleball. I, I'm flabbergasted. It's already taken off that big. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. We're still looking for a commissioner for the uh, Exeter League. Uh you're in Stratum. You have a commissioner down there. I met her. I was at the doctor's office and she was handing out cards, uh, drumming out business for the uh, Stratum Pickleball uh, League or whatever it is down there. And she's the commissioner. Hey, I was at Stratum <laughs> the other day at the tennis courts and they were all being used by pickleball. Highly competitive, sure. Highly competitive. You know what? I'll stick with ping pong. Thank you very much. <laughs> so anything else you'd like to throw on the table before we sign off today? No, I think that's it, Sherm. You know, we're looking forward to the last few weeks of uh, high school football season. And, um, you know, one good thing, we, we got kind of a crazy format this year, but one benefit is there's a lot of teams in the playoffs. So that means there's more meaningful games down the stretch. So uh, particularly in the East Conference with the Winnicottets and Exeters and Dovers, there's a a lot for those teams to be playing for here over the next three weeks. Well, hopefully on our next program, Sam will be back with us and uh, we will go over the upcoming tournaments. We've got all the different sports coming to uh, tournament time. We've got the boys and girls soccer and also uh, field hockey and volleyball. So in our next program, 
Sam will go over the uh, schedule of tournament uh, times and dates for all the uh, teams here in the Seacoast. One other thing I do want to mention that the 21st, Friday night, Exeter taking on Spalding. Great football contest at William Ball Stadium. But it's also Seahawk night at halftime. We let the up-and-coming Blue Hawks run the field. And it's always fun at halftime to uh, see the future Blue Hawks take to the gridiron. And also, it's New Hampshire tackles hunger game night for the Blue Hawks. And uh, it's a great night to bring a non-perishable food item or donation to the uh, cause because it helps out the St. Vincent de Paul organization here in Exeter, and they help out a lot of people here in the Seacoast. One other note, if you enjoy the podcast, please spread the word. We can always use more people listening to us. And if you have any suggestions for future programs, seacoastsportsforum at yahoo.com. On behalf of Roger Brown from the Union Leader and NewHampshireFootballReport.com, I'm Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seaco Sports Forum.